for almost 30 years, almost since its inception. We could not be doing this if it weren't for your funds coming into WJFF. That's a fact. The fact is, we can't do what we do here at Radio Catskill without you doing your part, too. Please donate at WJFFradio.org. That's WJFFradio.org. WJFFradio.org or call us at 845-482-4141 to make your donation. Thank you to everybody who's donated so far here during our fall fun drive, which has been going on not even for a whole day yet. Today's the first day of the fall fun drive. So if you hadn't heard about it and you're just hearing about it now, that's okay. You didn't miss out. It just started. There's plenty of time for you to make your donation, and no time is as good as now. 845-482-4141. Call now at 845-482-4141 or go to WJFFradio.org. We have the local edition coming up, local news and information. We keep you connected in the Catskills in Northeast Pennsylvania, and it's only possible because of listeners like you. Give what you can at WJFFradio.org. Dot org, and you go to WJFFradio.org, you can see our progress so far. The fun drive just being a day so far. You click Donate Now. That's where you go to make your donation, but you can also see our progress wheel. It shows you what percentage we've raised so far. We've raised 5%. We've raised over $2,500 just uh, just today so far. So uh, whatever you've got to give towards that, please do give now at WJFFradio.org. Uh, a quick a couple of programming notes coming up tonight at 7. It's Laura Flanders' show. Always comes to you Monday at 7, but Laura Flanders will be here in the studio with us live in person, also asking for your support as well. So that that's going to be really cool. So stick with us for that. Uh, of course, uh, after before that, we do have the daily, um, and we have the local edition is still coming up, and we're going to continue uh, our series on the Supreme Court more perfect. That's coming up tonight as well. So lots of great stuff for you. We're glad that you're here with us. Let's get into the local edition now. And welcome to the local edition. I am your host, Jason Dolp, keeping you connected to Catskills, Northeast Pennsylvania. Broadcasting live from our studios right here in Liberty, New York. Coming up for our weekly check-in with Sullivan County. Get an update from the Office of the Aging. Patricio Robayo speaks to Lisa Duell. We're also going to chat a bit about the weather. Volunteer Joe Johnson. And we will be looking for your support because, again, it is our fall fun drive. But before we get to any of that, it's time to start where we usually start on a Monday, and that's with the latest news and headlines from the Sullivan County Democrat. It's our weekly news roundup. Sullivan County Democrats Derek Kirk spoke to Patricio Rabayo earlier today. So the Sullivan County Legislature held an emergency meeting last Thursday for the purpose of authorizing a civil settlement with the New York State Department of Health, and that civil settlement was concerning the adult care center where the DOH investigated the care center's failure to follow through on a patient's health care plan, which ultimately led to their untimely and unfortunate death. Um, the findings concluded that the county would be required to pay a number of fines and penalties related to those flaws to the adult care center and Infinite Care, who were the managers of the nursing home 
the facility has had a number of issues and problems over the past couple months, with one of them being holding a one-star rating and being cited for potential issues related to elder abuse. So that county settlement, or excuse me, the county entering the civil settlement with the DOH, they agreed to pay a fine of $10,000 as well as a one-time payment of $22,000 for Centers for Medicare and Medicaid District 2 uh, Legislator Nadia Reich and District 6 Legislator Louis Alvarez opposing the resolution, agreeing that uh, it should have been infinite care to pay their own penalties. So more to come on that with more in the Sullivan County Legislature. There's been so many issues with the Adult Care Center. Is there a deadline for this payment to be made? I'm not sure if there is a due date. I would imagine it would be before the end of the year or as soon as possible. I'm also not sure what fund account this money would be coming out of. Definitely keep us up to date on that issue to find out where the money is coming from, exactly which account and which uh, line in the budget. Let's move on to cannabis. You have a story on Bethel and Jeffersonville having a conversation about cannabis. Just to remind folks, uh, almost a year, over a year almost, every town and village in Sullivan County had to decide whether they wanted a cannabis dispensary, a recreational dispensary in their town or village once the rollout happens from New York State. So what is Bethel and Jeffersonville talking about? So in two separate stories, I'll break them down. Starting in Bethel, the town of Bethel had received two applications for cannabis dispensaries. And those applications came through on the the town board meeting on October 11th. The two businesses that had filed for these applications are Bethel Woods Center for the Arts and the Woodstock Oasis, both on Route 17B in the town There's also a third application filed on September 27th from Amber Jane LLC, also on Route 17B, totaling to three. The applications are notices to the town pending approval by the state. Town Clerk Rita Sheehan noted that the businesses are strictly regulated and that even though cannabis consumption is legally allowed, licensure requirements for a dispensary do not allow for consumption on premises. As you had mentioned before, when the towns and municipalities and villages had voted and decided what they wanted to do with cannabis consumption, that was one of the stipulations that Bethel had put forward in allowing cannabis dispensaries. And uh, so more to come on that in the future. But jumping over to Jeffersonville, business owners Michael Huber and his wife Lauren Sikaley, excuse me if I pronounced that wrong, speaking of or notifying the town of their intent to apply for a cannabis dispensary application uh, on their property they had just purchased on State 52 within the town of Delaware. The uh, potential applicant, Huber, noted that his, his wife, who had recently gone through cancer services, was helped extremely with the benefits of CBD and cannabis, and noted that as one of his intents to push for a dispensary in the area. It would be noted by the town attorney, Ken Klein, that should a dispensary go up, it would require a look at rezoning for that particular property uh, throughout the town. And so if that does come to pass, if an application does come, there will be more coming from the town of Delaware on rezoning. I was talking to another reporter, one that Chris Rowley from the Schwanka Journal, talking about how long this process has been with cannabis in New York State, it, just the rollout of having an actual dispensary, recreational dispensary open up. It's been uh, a lot of roadblocks. At least these two towns are talking about it. It was a little over. 
over a year ago or even more when the towns had uh, set out to vote what they wanted to do with cannabis within their vicinities. And it has been a rather slow, very slow uh, determination, or not determination, a very slow realization if there will be dispensaries in and around the county. Yes. And I know you have a a sad story coming out on Sullivan County Democrat. Uh, Last week, you reported on an unfortunate logging accident that happened in our county, and it seems the funeral happened, and you have an article about it. Yes. The article summing up the tragic accident can be found in our earlier edition, I believe, in our Friday, October 13th edition. Unfortunately, a logging accident had taken place, resulting in the unfortunate death of Tin Mills Jr. while his his memorial service was held, and which garnered hundreds of mourners to the hamlet of Livingston Manor over the weekend. Members of his family had spoken on his strength and his life and his love, and more can be found on a fund for the Mills family as he is left behind six children, four of them still being in the Livingston Manor School District. So those interested in giving and donating and helping out a family in need can find more information on the front page of the Sullivan County Democrat Tuesday edition. Wow, it's a really sad situation. My heart goes out to his kids. Derek, again, thank you so much for joining us on the local edition. Derek Kurt, editor for the Sullivan County Democrat, where you can find all the news that we talked about on the pages of the Sullivan County Democrat starting tomorrow, or you can visit online at scdemocratonline.com. Derek, until next week, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much. For Radio Catskill, I'm Patricio Robayo. All right, thank you, Derek, and thank you, Patricio. Coming up, we'll be checking in with Sullivan County Office for the Aging. But before we do, let's talk about the weather. And there's nobody better to talk about the weather with than our own volunteer, Joe Johnson, checking in during uh, the local edition now, who's usually here with you during All Things Considered. Joe, thank you for uh, uh, being willing to talk about the weather a little. What's No problem. I'll always talk about the weather. What's coming up? We, we got some drizzle and grayness today. There was sun earlier, but what's on the horizon? Well, the showers should be ending tonight. Uh, there was the, There's a really strong northerly flow right now, which is why the temperatures have been, you know, kind of on the cool side today and while we've been a little bit of showery. Um, that's going to keep up for a lot of the week, but we will see more sun as the week goes on. Um, Temperatures should be somewhere in the 50s during the day, dropping into the 40s at night, low 40s at night. Um, So not a bad week, very much a a carbon copy of last week. Thursday looks like an absolute jewel. Temperature in the high 60s, I'm sorry, middle 60s. And um, sunshine, partly cloudy skies, a little breezy. So I have a lot of things that I'm planning for Thursday. Should be beautiful. Friday afternoon, eh, Friday afternoon is going to be a little dicey. We should have some showers come in on Friday. There is a very large low pressure system with some cold fronts coming across the country right now. And it will get to us by Friday, but really hit us hard on Saturday. Saturday is just going to be a, a terrible day. I hate to say it. Cold, rain, windy. It's oh, just not a nice day. Oh, man. But uh, enjoy the weather this week while you can. Yeah, well, I was out and about earlier today, and when the rain started, it started sporadically. Uh, it was very fine, and it was blowing over from another cloud into, like, the sunlit area. Long story short, I stepped out of my house and saw, uh, uh, I thought it was snow. I'll just say, it was like the way the light hit the fine, 
few drops that I was seeing. I thought it was snow. I knew it was way too warm for snow, but it is, uh, we're now like mid October. So do you have any idea, uh, what the, what's on the horizon in terms of snow for this year? <laughs> when do you think we might start seeing any? And, and is this going to be a year where there's a lot of it or not? Have you looked at any of that stuff? I have looked at it a little bit. And what I always say to people is my crystal balls in the shop. So I can't yeah. quite tell you what's going to happen. Um, but, uh, you know, snow is on the way and, and there's no getting around. It. Um, I've seen some forecasts. Some of the long forecasts uh, are showing us that we're going to have a, a cold and nasty winter, and some say that there, it's not going to be a bad winter. So I, I'm not sure. I'll tell you when it gets here. Yeah, we won't really know until we're, you know, knee deep. This is <laughs> or not or not or not as a case. Um, well, Joe, I want to thank you so much for for doing that. And we are pausing here during the local edition because not only is it uh, the local edition, uh, not only is this radio Catskill, but this is listener supported radio. And uh, we don't get that listener support unless we stop and ask. And this is one of those times of years that we do. It's the first day of our fall fun drive. Also have Ralph here with us. Ralph, how are we doing and what should folks do? Well, we're uh, standing by here waiting for your donations. Um, you know, we'll take anything, $5, $20. Um, every little bit's going to help. Um, the phone number is 845-482-4141, and the website is wjffradio.org. So please donate. That's great. Yeah, please do when you get a chance, WJFFradio.org. And give what you can. You can make a one-time donation of any amount that you would like, or you can become a sound supporter, which means that um, you make a monthly donation. It's automatic. We'll talk you through the process. It's very easy, very simple. To be honest with you, it's the way I contribute to WJFFradio.org. Give us a call at 845-482-4141, or you can visit us online at WJFFradio.org wjffradio.org we're going to take a quick break when we come back we'll check in with the office for the aging this is radio catskill you're listening to the local edition winner of excellence in broadcasting awards from the new york state broadcasters association radio catskill listen local CDC recommends everyone six months and older get an updated COVID-19 vaccine to protect against the potentially serious outcomes of COVID-19 illness this fall and winter. To find COVID-19 vaccine locations near you, text your zip code to 438-829, call 1-800-232-0233, or go to wjffradio.org, where you'll find a vaccine locator and COVID tracker. Radio Catskill, keeping you connected. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty, host of On Point. Each hour of On Point is a journey to help make complicated issues understandable. Every issue brings more questions, like how did we get here? Why is this happening? And what does it mean? And how do we fix it? So let's figure this out and make sense of the world together. Join me weekday mornings at 11 here on Radio Catskill. Hi, I'm Erin Shear of Radio Catskills Eating Upstate. Individual giving is the station's single largest source of support. When you give, you're supporting an institution that reflects a lot of values you have about reporting the news, being connected to the local community, and what's important about serving the public. Your donation keeps public radio available for everybody everywhere. 
donate at wjffradio.org. Thank you. Please do donate at wjffradio.org. That's wjffradio.org. And help us out here. It is our fall fun drive. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you to everybody. It's gone to, gotten us to the point where we could say we're 5% of the way there. We've raised well over $2,500 on the first day of our fun drive. Not too bad for a Monday. We could still use a few more donations. Please do call now, 845-482-4141, or go to wjffradio.org. And as we continue with the local edition... It's time for our weekly check-in with Sullivan County Government. Sullivan County's Office for the Aging is hosting its annual public hearing and senior resource fair next Wednesday, which is October 25th, happening at the Sullivan County Government Center. During this event, they are going to explain and discuss the state-required area plan for the upcoming year, 2024 to 2025, Radio Catskills Patricio Robayo got a chance earlier today to talk to Lise Andul, Director of Aging Services for the Sullivan County Office of the Aging. He got to talk to her about the event and how older adults can benefit. Every year we are required to hold an annual public hearing, and during COVID we were um, actually exempt, but we brought it back last year, and we are obviously back in full swing, so we are doing it again this year. And it gives us an opportunity to really dive into what we do in a public forum and also elicit feedback from those who attend. And we're very excited to have it here at the Government Center this year. And in conjunction with it, we'll have a few presentations and we will also be having a senior resource fair downstairs in the lobby. So it's going to be a very jam-packed day of all wonderful information. And those who are attending will have a chance to provide comments and on the plans. And from what I understand, those will be considered by the advisory committee and the office staff. Yes, correct. We are always hopeful that we're getting all the feedback in real time from people that we serve, but this gives us a very formal way of doing it. It's documented, It's and it's part of all that we use in formulating our plan for the next fiscal year. And we're doing, every year since I've been here, we've tried to switch it up a little bit, barring what COVID has done. And I, the fact that we're having it here at the Government Center, I think, is very centrally located and accessible. So the day will start at 10 a.m. upstairs in the um, legislative hearing room, and we will have the public hearing, which... It depends how much feedback we get. It could go 30 minutes. It could go longer. But then following that, we will have a really great presentation from our emergency management um, partners here in the county and talking about citizen preparedness. And then following that, we will have a presentation from Senior Medicare Patrol about scams and frauds. And, of course, this is all timely information. And then following that, we will have the resource fair going on downstairs here in the government center in the lobby until 2 p.m. with lots of vendors who are all Sullivan County-centric that will be services and entitlements and things like that affect our population. 
The scams and fraud presentation, that's really great to have because uh, from my personal experience, my father, who is an older adult, I was amazed of how many mailings he would get or how many phone calls, texts, emails. What I see is an obvious scam, but he didn't know. He was sending me questions and is this true? And one day he was calling me panicking because he thought his account was going to be shut down if he didn't do something. So it's scary that these things are out there and they're getting better and better in really tricking people. You're absolutely right. We encounter folks calling us pretty much daily saying, I got this. Is this legit? Or we, they got a call from somebody saying that they were the IRS. We're constantly doing what we can do to inform the public about this. Having this presentation will be really helpful. And also, it's very timely talking about scams and frauds is we are entering Medicare annual election period, also formerly known as open enrollment. This is a time of year that folks on Medicare can switch their plans up. And if you haven't noticed on the radio and on TV, there's lots of ads talking about different great Medicare plans. And there's usually, I won't use names, a 70s football star or 70s sitcom star telling you what a great plan this is and how it's going to cover all these services. And that, for a very select few, is the case. A lot of these plans are not as good as what you may already have. They make a lot of promises of services that they can provide, but not necessarily for our area or a lot of areas for that matter. And this is why it's super important that if you are on Medicare and you want to look into making sure your coverage is the best it can be for you to reach out to us during annual election period and see a high cap counselor. And this year we've also been able to put all the forms that we require folks to have filled out ahead of time before they meet with us right on our website. And on if you go to the Office for the Aging page, you'll see under useful forms the HICAP Health Insurance Information Counseling Program forms. And if you get those back to us by December 1st, we can guarantee that we can sit with you and have a counseling session or help you out. After that, you may have to go straight through the state site. So we have plenty of time to see everyone who's requesting an appointment if they get those papers back to us as soon as possible. It's great that the office provides that type of help because it can be very daunting with all the paperwork and the decisions that has to be made at this time. And you can say you get inundated with mailings, commercials around this time. So it could be very, very confusing for some folks. And they purposely, I feel, make it confusing for because our program, we're not salespeople. We're not getting any benefit by selling you a plan like insurance salespeople might be. And I'm not saying all insurance salespeople are bad, but this is unbiased information. You'll see when, if people look at the form, it asks about what medications they're on, what doctors, what hospitals, et cetera, so that we can really customize the search for a plan that works best for your situation because everyone's situation is different. Absolutely. So that's, it's a, a very, it's a very good program to assist our seniors in a way that is unbiased and hopefully they are in a plan that will work the best for them because nothing is as it seems necessarily with all of those solicitations that people are receiving. You mentioned that it is an election year and I understand there is a survey going around. Can you talk about that? What is the survey about and how does it affects and helps older adults? Yes, we still are conducting our community needs assessment. And again, I'm going to refer to our website because it is there as well. And it's right under the title of Help Us Better Serve You. It's going to be open until November 19th. 
and we're still seeking responses. We've gotten a great number of responses, but we can get those. It could be filled out right online. It could be filled out on paper if people need to come into the office or we've dropped off surveys pretty much everywhere. We can get a survey, a paper version. We have it in English and in Spanish. And this will very much inform how we look at things going forward. We definitely, during COVID, realized firsthand what people were dealing with as far as social isolation. And one of the things when we talk about reopening, we're not talking about reopening just how we were. We want to reopen in a way that makes sense and what people really want. The questions in the survey are tailored to really hopefully gauge what people really feel they need to age in place here in Sullivan County. And some of these questions are very obvious. We know there's challenges with housing and the cost of medications and hospital access, things like that. But we want to know what else would make it easier for you and more desirable for you to age here in place. I love to say what I do is I help to keep people out of nursing homes and in, in their desired place to stay, which is their homes. So what else can we help do to make that happen? Does it mean hopefully getting grants and funding to build a facility of our own that we could have an adult day program, that we could have more programming that would help people, exercise programs, nutrition programs, social opportunities for socialization, things like that. We want to know if that what people really want. I can definitely make some educated guesses, but without hearing straight from the folks we serve, we, we really are doing a disservice without getting that feedback. Yeah, absolutely. You're saying an actual disservice uh, because there might be folks out there who have ideas or have concerns that you might not know existed, but they do. Exactly. exactly. And also the resource fair that's coming up on October. October 25th, they'll find out all the services that are offered by the county and like socialization programs, exercise programs that they may not know existed. Absolutely. We're going to have a a very nice array of vendors. After the public hearing is over, we will also have refreshments downstairs. It's going to be a very good day, and I'm hoping we get a great turnout, and it's very accessible as it's here in the government center. There's an elevator to get upstairs. And we're very excited that we're going to be having it. That's awesome. We'll talk to Lisa. Before we go, is there anything else I have not touched on you want folks to know about? I think we we hit all the big ones. I definitely also would like to make sure people know that the day of the public hearing and senior resource fair, the office will be open for folks who want to pop in and see how the renovation went. We've had a lot of people who've been coming by lately and are just amazed at the great new space that we have. So I, I invite everyone to please pop in and check out how the place looks. We're talking to Lisa Andul, the Director of Aging Services for the Sullivan County Office for the Aging, talking about the annual public hearing and senior resource fair that's happening on October 25th. Thank you so much for joining us on the program and letting us know all the good stuff that the Office for the Aging is doing. Thank you, Patricio. For Radio Catskill, I'm Patricio Robayo. Thanks again, Patricio. And thanks again to Lisa Andul for joining us. And thank you, listener, for being here with us and listening. This is uh, the Monday Local Edition. It's now done. But I do want you to keep on listening on air right here, online at WJFFradio.org, on your smartphone, your smart device, 
smart speaker, just ask it to play Radio Catskill. And make sure you never miss any edition of the Local Edition. Sign up for the Local Edition podcast. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your pods casted from. Uh, this is Radio Catskill. We're WJFF Jeffersonville, W233AH Monticello. Public radio for the Catskills, Northeast Pennsylvania. We do our best to keep you connected. I've been your host of this show, Jason Dole, and I'm uh, pausing during my own show right now here in the final moments of it to uh, give you a sincere thank you for all of your uh, support through the years, whether it's just being there listening, whether you uh, you know let us know that you appreciate what we're doing. So many listeners have done that. You might be one of them. Or if you're one of the listeners that uh, make a financial contribution to keep this whole thing going, because that's what it takes to keep this whole thing going is financial support from listeners like you. It costs a lot of money to uh, keep this radio station going. We built a whole new station and been broadcasting in it now for uh, almost a year and a half, just over a year. And none of it, none of it, none of it would not have been possible. None of this would be possible if, without listeners like you who've given what they can now for well over 33 years to make this radio station possible. Be part of this amazing tradition. Please do give what you can give when you can and uh, hopefully give soon because it's our fall fun drive and we need your support. 845-482-4141. As we get into the daily, you can give me a call. I'll be available to answer the phone at 845-482-4141 to take your donation over the phone. You can go to WJFFradio.org. That's WJFFradio.org. Dot org. Uh, and as I might have mentioned before, a Laura Flanders show is coming up at seven. We'll be spending the hour with uh, Laura Flanders joining us here in person, and she'll be asking for your support as well. And uh, yeah, that's all I've got. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back in just a little bit. Support comes from the Creek House Grill, fresh food, drinks and cocktails on the Delaware River in Calicoon, New York. Menu and hours at thecreekhousegrill.com. From the Forestburg Playhouse, live entertainment in the Sullivan Catskills since 1947, with musicals, plays, cabaret, arts education, concerts, special events, and more. Tickets at fbplayhouse.org. <laughs> 